Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm joined today by my teammates, co-hosts, Beth Ann Lampley and Joe White. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Glad to have you all back with us. That's right. No guests today. It's just it's just us, the three of us. The three amigos. The three amigos, the three co-hosts. We are following up on what I thought was a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two weeks ago, we, we posted a podcast titled Emotional Durability. It was a podcast that in large part was, was based off of passion from just what God has been teaching me and, and addressing the issues in society with anxiety and, and really a fear of doing hard things. I think we all got excited about the topic, thinking like, we, we need to take this a little bit deeper. And Joe and Beth Ann, if you remember that night, I was going to College of the Ozarks to give that talk. It was in a convocation format. And so I was in their big Jones Auditorium and it was full. So full of students, evening, 7 p.m., and I would guess there was probably 750 students in there. And they set it up to where I give a 30-minute talk and then do about 15 minutes of Q&A. And uh, the students were extremely engaged. Administration had it set up to where there was a kind of like an after-convocation Q&A, like an optional Q&A that they could go to. And, and what they've been doing is they would book a room upstairs in, in Jones and it was the biggest room in there. And I think it was, would seat about 50 people. So I finish up and I go and take my microphone off and they escort me upstairs and I go up the stairs and I look down the long hallway and it is full of students. Like the whole hallway, the length of the building is full of students. And so I'm wading through the students and I get to the room and the room is already full. And the administration is like panicking, like, what right, do we do? Fire code. <laughs> right. You've been there at camp, right, BA? Right, right. And, and so they decide, they're like, Shay, I'm so sorry. You know, like, we're just going to send them outside, like into the courtyard. I'm like, I'm all about this. Let's go. And so the students pour out and we're, so we're outside in kind of like a courtyard setting. It's probably 9 p.m. It's dark. I'm sure there was over 300. There might've been up to 400 students out there. And so they kind of just like gather around me and sit down. And I did a Q&A for another hour after that. And they were so engaged and so hungry. And the questions they were asking were, were fantastic. I, I don't want to go too deep into it um, because I really want you to go back and listen to that podcast titled Emotional Durability. But the beauty of it is, is that you know, our anxiety is actually a tool to drive us into intimacy with Christ. And I just think that there was so much hope for the students that they wanted more. And so I look at our decision, Joe, to uh, continue this in part two, and I think it was probably the right decision. 
I think so too, Shay. And I can imagine that many of those students and, and many listeners, after hearing the conversation we initially had, finds themselves maybe aware that they are maybe dealing with some anxiety, but they're feeling stuck, right? Like they're so deep and almost feeling like they're in quicksand and everything's starting to maybe spiral in your thoughts and your decisions and um, just emotionally, you know, just that feeling of being stuck. And so I think that's where we want to lean in today is where do we go in this conversation um, as we're walking through anxiety and feeling stuck. So Joe, let me pass it over to you to really kick us off on uh, today. Where do we go from being in that place of feeling stuck? Yeah, Bethann, I had the greatest experiences over the years of doing conferences for moms. And they were, you know, of all the men's conferences and student conferences that, we, you know, that we did over the years, these times with moms were so wonderful. And it was like back then I was a grandpa speaking hope and speaking love and care and validation over all these wonderful moms that would gather in these different cities. And one year uh, was given a book by a Dr. Caroline Leaf who is a psychologist, I call her brain doctor, who's just a brilliant communicator. And I received this book by her called The Gift in You. And as I was preparing for this series of mom's events on this one particular year, I began to read this book and begin to talk about this book with these moms. And the book helps a mom or a dad, honestly, but then or a student or anyone realize how we can have a clear, happy, hopeful mindset as we learn to take the thoughts that we have and to responsibly place these thoughts in the right place. And the way Dr. Leaf put it, it was so visual. And, and what she maintains to a mom or a dad or a student or a son or daughter or a professional is that in your mind, you have two trees. You have an old, dead, broken down fear tree, which I actually have here in our studio today. <laughs> and, and then on your other side, you've got this bright, green, beautiful love tree. Looks like an evergreen Christmas tree. And at the base of the fear tree are these blue, cold, you know, Christmas balls that you hang on, you know, Christmas trees. And, and on the base of the love tree are these bright red Christmas balls. They reflect light and they reflect warmth. And, and so what, what Dr. Leaf maintains is when I get a thought, and oh my goodness, Bethann and Shay, you know how many thought opportunities you have during the day. As a student, you know, what am I going to study? What am I going to do for that test? What am I going to do with my roommate? What am I going to do on Saturday night? Am I going to go to that party? Am I not? For a professional, you know, you've got so many thoughts about how to how to maintain, you know, your work with your family and with your church life and your time with God. Um, as, a, as a spouse, oh my, how many thought opportunities do we have? You know, uh, how am I going to show love? How much time am I going to spend with my husband or my wife versus, you know, how am I going to speak to them? 
you know, harshly or with kindness. And, and so as these thought opportunities, which happen every second or so, we can choose a fear thought and decorate the fear tree in our mind where our fear tree becomes full of these cold blue Christmas, you know, balls. Or we can decorate the love tree with these bright red happy thoughts. And though whichever tree we decorate, Bethann and Shay, whichever tree we decorate, that's going to be the personality that's going to become the emotional framework that you're going to have. And that's going to result in the kind of words that are going to come out of your mouth and the dreams that you dream at night. So, Bethann, starting on a positive note, you get 1,000 thoughts an hour. Right. And, Bethann, if you want a healthy mind and you want to become unstuck, tell us about decorating the love tree in our heart. That's right, Joe. Like you said, there's thousands of thoughts that enter our minds every single day. We're constantly having a revolving door or just thoughts that take up mental real estate in our minds. And I love that Dr. Caroline talks about that we have the ability to decide to choose how we're going to think about things. A lot of us have walked through traumas or circumstances in our life that maybe allow us to think that, well, that's just how my life is going to be because of what I've experienced. But really, God has designed us to have intellect and a mind to choose how we think about things. And thoughts are small, but they're where we begin. They actually lead to action. So the thoughts that we think and then the emotions that come from those thoughts really have a big impact on how we live our lives. So when we think about the love tree and wanting to be rooted in love, we've got to have healthy thoughts. And so maybe, you know, a lot of us have negative thoughts, right? Like all throughout the day, I had somebody ask me once, you know, they said, hey, do you know you have a relationship with yourself? And I said, no. Well, think about the things that you tell yourself. Are they negative or positive? I'm like, wow, a lot of them are negative. I don't like the way I look today, or I wish I was smarter, or man, I wish I could do this like that person. And I realized in that moment, most everything I'm telling myself is negative and I'm tearing myself down or I'm tearing others down in my thoughts. And so as we look at building this love tree, we make choices to change those thoughts. And so instead of thinking, wow, this person, I'm so jealous of her and she's so much better than me at this job to think, wow, let me celebrate how God has wired her and decorate my love tree, you know, with just those positive thoughts that, wow, she brings a lot of joy to the world because of what she's able to do. And then, you know, maybe I have another thought about a friend that, uh, man, they're always, you know, she treated me this way and I just, you know, I'm bitter towards her. And so I'm going to be bitter but instead I'm going to maybe hang up the the ornament that we're talking about, uh, forgiveness and mercy. And so I'm having to, to evaluate. There's some very real thoughts from things that have happened, but then I get to choose how am I going to react? How am I going to respond? And as we start to do that, we're going to see a tree that is producing good fruit. And so as I have healthy thoughts and healthy emotions and I'm making healthy choices and I'm starting to see people through the 
the lens of Christ and I'm starting to fill my mind with truth in God's word, man, I'm going to see good fruit on my tree. My tree is going to start to bear goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, patience, kindness, and self-control. But again, those are all choices that I have to make. And I thought it was really interesting, you know, again, that the root of all of our choices, it's either going to be love or fear. We can't coexist um, in both. And so it's this constant, constant active process where we're choosing to, like we've already said, take our thoughts captive and decide how am I going to decorate my tree? What's it going to look like? Am I going to choose to operate it out of fear or out of a place of love? And I think a verse that fits Joe, the love tree really well is Philippians 4, 6 through 8. That just talks about don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. And then it talks about, hey, think about these things. Um, So it says, think about whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable or excellent. Think about these things. And so again, we've got to take inventory. What am I thinking about? What am I dwelling on? What am I putting into my mind and my thoughts? And so as we think about what is true, what's pure, what's lovely, what's commendable, um, we're going to start to see our thoughts start to shift. And maybe where we felt stuck in some of that quicksand, we feel the hand of God pulling us up because we've we've started to walk in truth and be rooted and grounded in a healthy soil that's going to produce a lot of life. Yeah. Bethann, as you share those things, Shay and I are both thinking the same thing. You are that sermon that you're talking about. I don't embarrass you because <laughs> you're so humble. But to know Bethann is to know the love tree. Over the years, she's just learned, uh, even though Bethann, like everybody else, has gone through some really hard things in her life, some really, really challenging things. But she's chosen, Shay, as everybody at K1 knows, and everybody in the Kennecook world knows, her love tree is big and bright. It's and well really, decorated. It's well decorated. <laughs> and so, Bethann, I, I just want our listeners to know that we can control our emotions. And, it, and if you feel like your emotions have just, your negative emotions have just consumed you, just know that you can change that. You can get out of the quicksand. Proverbs 23, 7 says to, to everyone you know listening, as a person thinks, so he or she is. I've heard over the years, especially from a great communicator named Dr. Earl Nightingale, 50 years ago, that philosophers around the world, and and Dr. Nightingale gave countless examples over the centuries, have agreed on one thing, that you become what you think about. And so if I choose to decorate the love tree, as Beth then just reminded me, and you may want to rewind this podcast and listen to Beth then again, then my love tree is going to dominate. But Beth then, If I decorate the fear tree with all these thought opportunities that come during my day, people disappoint you, people hurt you, people say things about you, Uh, you know, your, your day is very difficult that you're facing today. And those thoughts will block the gifts as, as Dr. Caroline Leaf says, God's given you so many gifts. Everyone's so gifted. But those gifts will be blocked by toxic thoughts. And toxic thoughts are procrastinating, putting it off. Thoughts of hatred. Thoughts of 
controlling thoughts, trying to control people by being uh, strong and powerful, by being jealous of the successes of those that you love. When you get angry over small things, you become contentious in a relationship. There's a chip on your shoulder, and the chip is just waiting for your husband or your wife or your child to brush it off. You take that thought and you distrust that person. Well, you made a mistake, therefore I'm never going to trust you again. Thoughts of bitterness, which is just anger over a long period of time. Thoughts of sarcasm and words of sarcasm. Hear me, folks. Those toxic thoughts will decorate this fear tree in your mind, in your heart, and your fear tree will dominate you. And those toxic thoughts will become toxic emotions, and you become emotionally toxic, and you begin to die within yourself. And those toxic emotions become toxic words, and you start speaking toxicity towards others. And that becomes toxic dreams, and that becomes toxic choices. That's where your behavior becomes toxic, and you begin to act out those toxic thoughts. It's things, Shay and Beth Ann, like, I just know that's not going to work. I hate school. These are things that Dr. Leaf has written. I hate my job. I'm not artistic. I can't, I can't do anything well. I just don't have the energy to make a change in my life. I want to be, I want to be stuck. I want to stay stuck. I'll do that tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Uh, I'm just not good at anything. I'm at the end of my rope. And so, Beth Ann, as we self-talk ourselves into being stuck in the quicksand, and we decorate this big old dark, dead fear tree, and, and I hope a lot of us listening go, oh, I can so relate to that as I can, as I say these words. Here is the redemption of this. And folks, God's word <laughs> is God's word. And he speaks love to you, and he speaks rescue to you, and he speaks redemption to you. And he says, Beth Ann and Shea, in 1 John 4, 18, there's no fear in love, and perfect love casts out fear. And what I see, folks, in my mind, in thousands of conversations over the decades that I've had with students and, and parents and spouses and professionals is you can take this fear tree and you can uproot it as I'm doing next to me in this soil that's dug in. You can hear the rocks and stuff coming off the roots and, the, and, the, and these dark blue Christmas balls will fall all around you. As, you as you toss that fear tree aside and you decorate the love tree consistently with thoughts of mercy and tenderness and kindness and trust, as Beth Ann said, the fear tree being stuck can literally be uprooted out of your life. And you will be a person that's known as a person of emotional health. And that's what Shay started this show with, having emotional durability. That's the love tree, Shay and Beth Ann. You know, in that, podcast, Emotional Durability, I shared the story where at one point in my life, I was contemplating taking my life. And as I reflect on that, like there, there was not a positive thought going through my, my brain. 
I, I mean, it was a it was a season in my life where literally every thought that I dwelled upon was dark. And you use that analogy of quicksand, Bethann, like I know how that feels. Everywhere I turned, it was like every stimulus that the world offered me, at least from my perspective, was one that was negative and that was causing me to sink. The reality is, is that there was actually all kinds of great things going on in my life. But I had hyper-focused on all of those negative emotions and my fear tree had grown up so powerful and so strong that I was just living in the darkness of its shade. Shay, and, as we know you, that's just so hard for us to, I mean, you're so gifted and you're such a good daddy and, and a really great husband, Ashley, and a professional, you do a marvelous job. It's just hard for us to picture you in such a dark place in your life. Well, there's a lot of truth that I was not aware of. And I, you know, as you share about the fear tree, Joe, I'm reminded of a passage of scripture that I memorized many years ago, uh, well after, you know, that season of my life. But Second Corinthians chapter 10 is a passage that I, I would guess that it runs through my mind at least every couple of days. So several times a week now for years and, and verse five in particular, it says that that we're destroying every speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, many of those emotions that were overwhelming me, you know, during that season of my life, they're still present and around me today. I just, I just deal with them differently because I have, I have the power of Christ on my side. I think I just want to offer that to our listeners today, that the power of Christ is available to you. And I think sometimes we just forget that, you know, we, we forget that his grace is this massive gift. And, and if you were to just sit there and to ponder about the gift of his grace, you could write pages and pages and pages of beauty over your life. I'm forgiven. I'm cared for. I'm loved. I have a purpose. I've been restored. I've been renewed. I'm a new creation. I'm a son of God. I have a future and a hope. I have peace even when things are hard. And that's a game changer. It so is, Shay. And when you work together as much as we do, we all watch each other go through difficult trials and things in our life. And all three of us had dump trucks back up to us and just dump truckloads of bricks all, all over us, haven't we, Beth Ann and Shay? But it's it's so great to see the reality of, of this fear tree getting ripped out of our lives and all these dark blue, you know, glass balls falling all over the floor and watching God and his thoughts and his scriptures uh, decorate the love trees in our life. At Bethany, I, I see a, a, you know, a mom, a wife, a husband, a, a student, a professional with, with a difficult thought in the middle of a difficult day. And if you're listening and you can just picture that day, 
uh, when you have, and maybe it's right now, you're facing a very, very, very difficult thought in a very difficult day. You've got three choices. We have three choices. We can either stuff it and take that toxic thought and stick it on our fear tree and just stuff it, file it away, or we can act it out. We can take that thought and turn it into a negative word. We can call somebody a name or in our heart or in our words, uh, or we can, you know, hit the wall with our elbow or fist or something, or we can take it to the cross. And Isaiah 53 promises that by his stripes, we're healed. And I know from experience with my own self and in counseling others that as we take those horrible things that happen in our lives and we lay them in one of the scars on Jesus' side, his wound literally, literally spiritually heals those negative, toxic thoughts and experiences that we've had. Christ heals those things, doesn't he, Bethany? He does, Joe. And I'm thinking, you know, when we choose to hang things on our love tree, it's not going to necessarily remove the hard associated with some of those thoughts and circumstances that you might find yourself walking in today. But it's you start to reap again all the fruit of, but I've got the gift of God's mercy to go with me and the gift of God's peace and the gift of his presence, the faithfulness of his character. And so this isn't just like a choose positive, happy thoughts and vibes and everything will be fine, but it's walking in the bigger truth of, yes, there are these things going on, but the bigger truths are, but God is with you and God loves you and God's truth will will help you walk through anything that you're facing today. Bethann, that is so true. My thought is I go through all these surgeries and all this. <laughs> all these painful events in my life is that, you know, uh, you can dance in the rain. It's still raining. Sometimes life is just really, really hard to navigate, but you can dance in the rain. The redeeming things about these difficult, difficult challenges as I go through a painful experience, then second Corinthians one verse four says that it enables me to go through that same experience with somebody else as the Holy Spirit speaks bravery to me in my rainstorm, my painful experience, then I get a backstage pass to be able to enter into your rainstorm and to be able to put more around you and to help you get through your rainstorm as well. That love tree uh, sheds, you know, these beautiful red decoration, these Christmas balls on others as well, doesn't it, Bethann? It does, and I think it shows others you can still flourish in times that are hard. You can still grow, and there's good that comes from hard. So, yeah, it, it changes everything. Great conversation, guys. Props to Dr. Caroline Leaf and what we're learning from her. We pray that it's a blessing to you. We want to thank you guys for spending your time with us today, and we hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. And with that, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we just bring to you um, our listeners today, and we know that 
that life is hard and that there's difficult circumstances that they're enduring and going through and mistakes made and, and uh, wounds incurred. And we just ask you, God, that you would pull us up out of the quicksand and to allow us to walk in, in freedom and the gifts of the Spirit, even in the midst of trials. And that's one of the beautiful promises of faith in you. And so we say thank you for that in advance. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Thank you.